And in order to really, truly, authentically create a step family life that's in integrity with everyone who's a part of it, your partner, your stepkids, their other parent, your kids, your kid's other parent, I'm offering you a new perspective, a new question to ask yourself, a new way to look at asking yourself questions. Something that one of my mentors says all the time is that the quality of your life is dependent on the quality of questions that you ask. And so asking questions like, how can you blend your step family? That's a bad question. Like, just, I'm just going to be frank with you. It's a bad question. And it's probably going to get you a similarly bad quality of life. It's not the right question to be asking. So instead of asking the question, how can you blur the lines enough in your step family so that it feels like a normal family? Or how can you pretend your spouse didn't have an entire life before you? I want to invite you to start asking questions like, where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all, and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch. And I am wishing my Canadian and American friends a happy long weekend. I hope you enjoyed your long weekend. For us here in Canada Day, the holiday that in Canada Day, that's not what I meant. What I was trying to say was for us here in Canada, (laughs) the holiday that we just celebrated was called Family Day, um, which is super sweet in theory. And also, at the same time, I know that it was probably kind of triggering for 50% of families out there. Because how many times as a stepmom did I feel like I didn't actually belong to a family? I felt like it was... My husband and his son versus me. And I was actually thinking about this just a couple nights ago about the way that I used to define my family. Like if somebody were to ask me, if I were to meet a stranger and they were to ask me like who my family consisted of back six, seven years ago, I would always think of my mom and my sisters as my family. Like even after Seamus and I had been together for a while and like we lived together and had a life together, I didn't consider him and especially my stepson to be my family. It just like cognitively hadn't clicked that these people were my family. They were a family, but I wasn't 
in my mind, a part of it. And now part of it, I think, has to do with the fact that the culture that we live in, the society that we live in, in the West specifically, still really considers the traditional nuclear family, the husband and wife and 2.2 kids family to be the definition of family, right? Like the quote, air quotes, normal type of family. And then all the other types of families were very literally considered to be the other (laughs) types of families, right? Like there's nuclear, there's the nuclear traditional husband, wife, family, and then there's all the other types of families. But I actually think that this is a good thing. I actually think that there's a good thing that there's a distinction between this traditional family and the other families. I actually think it's a good thing that our culture has such a narrow definition of family, normal family, traditional family. And that's because of how many problems arise when, for example, a step family tries to fit itself into the same box as a nuclear family exists in. So in other words, these forms and norms and functioning of traditional nuclear families, they're pretty well defined. They're pretty classically defined whether you agree with it or not, whether it whether it aligns with your value system and your belief system. It's often true that in a traditional family, in a nuclear family, there are some pretty established ingrained gender norms that are ascribed to, right? Like moms are primarily responsible for childcare, for unpaid domestic work, even if they work outside of the home as well. Dads are primarily responsible to be that stereotypical protector and provider. Mom and dad form a united front when it comes to parenting the kids, right? Like the hallmark, listen to your mother, shouts from the living room as dad's watching football and mom's still on her feet for the 10th hour of the day, making sure the homework's done and supper's made and the kitchen's clean and da 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 So like I said, whether or not you agree with it, whether or not you agree with the way that this traditional family structure has been set up, this is what we would consider to be the traditional family. Yeah, that's the nuclear family. I'm going to go off on like a quick little tangent here because I read something the other day that just about blew my socks off. I had no idea that this was a real thing, but I know that that traditional family therapy, traditional family therapists are not actually trained specifically in the dynamics of a step family. And that in itself means whatever you want to make it mean. However, it was it's been found in the research that only 30% of step families who are like really, really needing some family therapy, only 30% of step families can actually benefit from traditional family therapy. And I want you to just let that, I want you to just like rest with that for a minute and like let that sit with you for a minute before I start blabbing on again. 
only 30% of step families can be helped or are helped by traditional family therapy. Now, does this mean that the therapists don't know what they're doing? No. Does this mean that therapy is not good? No. I firmly believe that everyone should have a personal therapist and a couples therapist and a, and a family therapist. I love therapy. Huge therapy advocate. But what, what's happening, right? What's happening that these PhD level therapists with tons and tons and tons of school who understand the human mind and understand these functions of family relationships, what's happening that the way that they've been trained isn't suitable for step families? It's, it's really related to what I want to talk to you about through this, through this episode. Um, it's really kind of the the backbone of what I'm going to be talking to you about for the remainder of this episode that we as a society we as a culture especially in the west have a really narrow ideal of what a family is supposed to look like and why am I saying I think that this is a good thing when two and three step families fail and only 30% of step families can be helped with traditional therapy. Like, why am I saying, oh yeah, that's a great thing. This is a fantastic thing that, that the world sees family as this really narrow definition. And it is for one very simple, but also, of course, a little bit complex reason. And that is because... It's not supposed to be our goal as the other kinds of families to recreate the nuclear family system. So write this down if you're not driving because this is like million dollar advice right here. It is not supposed to be our goal as a non-traditional family to recreate the nuclear family structure. You're not supposed to learn how to play chess with a checker set. You're not supposed to apply the same principles to flying an airplane as you do to driving a car. Step families are not and will never and can never be nuclear families, period. Full stop, end of story. And how often have you had this thought, right? How often have you had the thought that you want to blend your step family? I get it because this is what I this is what I do, right? I help stepmoms blend their step families. But I need you to hear me out for a second. How often have you sought out resources, books, blogs, podcasts, forums, Facebook groups, blah 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 with the intention of figuring out how the hell are you supposed to blend your step family? Right? This is like the number one goal that stepmoms essentially show up on my virtual doorstep asking for help. How do I blend my step family? Right. But the problem is that when most stepmoms say that they want to blend their step family, what they really mean, what they're really saying, what they're really asking me to help them with is that they want to make their step family function, look like, feel like, exist like a nuclear family. 
and I need you to think about this for a second and I need you to get really honest with yourself and like this is not an exercise in judgment this is not saying like you're doing anything wrong that's none of none of that we can't create change without an awareness of where we are maybe directing our attention to the wrong way right if something isn't going the way that we want it to go we need to evaluate are we directing our attention in the right place or the not right place So if you bring to mind some of these issues that you've run into since you've become a stepmom, or if you don't consider yourself a stepmom yet, since you have gotten into a relationship with a partner who has kids, who already has kids, brought kids along with them. If you bring to mind some of these issues that you've had, big or small, doesn't matter. How many, like what percentage of those issues are issues because you are comparing your life with a traditional family model of what life is supposed to look like. Whether that's conscious or subconscious, how many of these problems that you're, are you having because your step family isn't operating like a traditional family would? So for example, most stepmoms have some sort of complicated history with their spouse's ex, Yeah. Like even if that is resolved now and you co-parent peacefully, most stepmoms at some point have had to sort and sift through thoughts and feelings like it's not fair that your spouse has already experienced all those milestones with somebody else. It's not fair that your life is constantly interrupted by your partner's past lover and their schedule and their conveniences. It's not fair that your stepkids think that their other parent can do no wrong, even though you're the one bending over backwards to give them a good life. It's not fair that your in-laws still have a good relationship with your stepkids' other parent. And I get it. I get it. It really, really, really isn't fair. It doesn't feel fair. It feels sad. It feels hopeless. It feels helpless. It feels disempowering. And trust me, like if I could wave a magic wand and make all the hard parts go away for you, I would in a millisecond. And also, I really, really, really want you to consider how many of the issues you're facing in your life are issues because you're comparing the experience that you're living with the experience of a nuclear family. Because subconsciously or consciously, there's a part of you that believes the goal is to make the step family parts and pieces go away. Saying that you wish your spouse hadn't already lived an entire life with another person is basically the same thing as saying you wish you were in a nuclear family with your spouse. Saying that you wish the kids loved or respected or appreciated you the same way they do their biological parents is basically saying the same thing as you wish you were in a nuclear family. I'm not saying don't love the kids. I'm not saying don't respect the kids. I'm not saying don't appreciate the kids and vice versa. However, this this container of the relationship between you and your stepkids cannot and will not ever look like 
a biological relationship because it's not. And in order to really, truly, authentically create a step family life that's in integrity with everyone who's a part of it, your partner, your stepkids, their other parent, your kids, your kids' other parent, I'm offering you a new perspective, a new question to ask yourself, a new way to look at asking yourself questions. Something that one of my mentors says all the time is that the quality of your life is dependent on the quality of questions that you ask. And so asking questions like, how can you blend your step family? That's a bad question. Like, I'm just going to be frank with you. It's a bad question. And it's probably going to get you a similarly bad quality of life. It's not the right question to be asking. So instead of asking the question, how can you blur the lines enough in your step family so that it feels like a normal family? Or how can you pretend your spouse didn't have an entire life before you? I want to invite you to start asking questions like, what are other step families doing? Other happy, peaceful step families? What are they doing that has set them up for success? right? Success leaves clues. So what are other stepfamilies doing? What are other happy stepmoms doing? What are other peaceful stepmoms doing that set them up for success? Not how do I pretend my stepfamily isn't a stepfamily and make all these issues go away, but what are other stepfamilies who live in the same similar sort of dynamics as we do doing that honor the differences of a stepfamily and work within those differences? I want to invite you to start asking yourself questions like, what do you want your role as a stepmom to look like? Knowing the fact, the fact that no amount of books or blogs or podcasts are going to turn your stepkids into your biological kids. How can you invent, how can you create the role that you want to play? I want to invite you to start asking questions like, how can you define the amount of time, the amount of energy, the amount of money that you feel comfortable contributing to your stepfamily, knowing that what you choose to contribute is a choice based on yourself, based on your own boundaries, your own integrity, your own comfort levels. How can you give authentically from a place of generosity and wanting to give rather than giving conditionally with this expectation of appreciation or with an expectation that giving is going to create a certain type of relationship dynamic. Ask better questions, get a better quality of life. It's all there is to it. And that's really what our focus is going to be on for this round of the Uplifted Stepmom. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, and you haven't already registered, and you've never participated in an Uplifted Stepmom before, I'm going to extend an invitation. It's a totally free three-part workshop series. I'm going to give you the tools, the strategies, the mindsets required to blend your stepfamily in a way that honors the differences of stepfamilies instead of trying to cover them up, right? 
when people say I want to blend my step family, I get this vision in my mind, this like visual in my mind of like trying to smudge the <laughs> trying to smudge out a pencil line with an eraser, trying to erase this delineation of step, right? We can't do that. If we want to live in these peaceful homes, if we want to live in homes where everyone feels respected and like a part of that step family, the first step is acknowledging that we live in bloody step families. So the first workshop is starting on February 24th. So if you still need to get registered, you can click the link in the show notes. You can click the link in my Instagram bio at the step queen. You can click the link on our Facebook page. Also the step queen, it's $0 to attend. You can tune in right from your phone. If you're not able to attend live, the workshops will be recorded and the replays are going to be available. So this first workshop, this first workshop on the 24th, you are going to be learning what is the single most important quality to develop if you are a stepmom who wants and ask yourself, right? Does this fit? Does this suit me? Ask yourself, is this something that you want? Do you want a happily blended step family so that everyone in your step family can feel safe and included and respected in your home? Do you want, as a stepmom, do you want more personal fulfillment so that you can feel confident that you are authentically aligned with your purpose and your passions? As a stepmom, do you want more connected, more intimate relationships so that you can feel secure and certain and cherished by the people who you love the most? If you do, click on the links, like I said, in the show notes or the link in my bio and Instagram at the Step Queen or on the Facebook page at the Step Queen and get registered. I only run this event for free twice a year. The workshops are only available for a couple of weeks before they get removed and if you don't jump in while it's free during these little twice a year periods, you've got to pay $1,000 for them. So make sure that you jump in now. And they are worth way more than $1,000 with all of the transformation that you can have inside. So go ahead and get registered. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see you in there. Now, I, I know that I kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back here because I know that, that I kind of started off on this tangent about why it's a good thing that the traditional narrow family has such a narrow definition, right? It seems like something like not intuitively that I would say, it seems like something I wouldn't celebrate as having this really narrow definition of what makes a traditional family or like a normal family, right? Usually I'd be the person advocating for equality and making sure every family system knew that it had its place and was important, which I definitely still advocate for. But I also think that it's really important to note and to mention that if you are listening to this podcast, there's a pretty good chance that you are listening to this podcast because you exist in a family that falls outside of this really narrowly defined version of normal family. And that means because you fall outside of this, quote, normal definition, you get something that nuclear family people don't get. 
you get an opportunity to define and dream into a life that hasn't already been predetermined for you. People who end up in nuclear families really default into these really traditional roles, right? Whether it's fulfilling or not. But step families, on the other hand, step families get to be one of the most amazing and dynamic and actually stable and loving types of family systems that there can be. People who are a part of a set family, in my opinion, are called to a higher standard. You're called to grow in ways that nuclear family members aren't called to grow in. You're called to expand your views on what makes a parent, on what makes a partner, on what creates intimacy. You're called to heal. You're called to break generational cycles of trauma and abuse. You're called to leave this world better than it was when we came into it. And so, yeah, our families don't look the same. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done around the stigma of stepmothers and the stigma of stepfamilies. I, I am fully, I'm fully and completely aware of how much work there is to do around the stigma that surrounds our types of families and the stigma that surrounds stepmoms as a whole. And the way that we're going to do that, the way that we're going to change the stigma, the way that we are going to say, actually, stepfamilies are effing awesome. The way that we're going to say, actually, stepmothers only turn out to be wicked when they're unsupported and unheard and invalidated and when they're carrying generational trauma with them. And we are here to raise that up instead of shaming people for things that are completely outside of their control. We are here to hold that. We are here to raise that. We are here to break these cycles. Because never in a million years is saying to somebody, you're a wicked old biatch <laughs> going to get that person. To, you know what? Actually, you're right. I am a wicked old biatch. Maybe I should try to be nicer. No. This isn't how we create change. This isn't how we break stigmas. This isn't how we this isn't how we raise the collective name of stepmothers is by chastising and criticizing and blaming and shaming other women for struggling. We're given a lot of bad information all the time. We're fed a lot of bad information a lot of the time. And so if if you are a stepmom who's struggling right now, I get it. If you are a stepmom who feels completely alone right now, I understand. I've been there. I've worked with hundreds of women who have been there, who have felt like this is the hardest damn job in the whole entire world. And a big part of me believes that you're right. This is the hardest damn job in the whole entire world. And that's why it's been offered to you to take it. That's why it's been extended to you to take it. It takes a really special kind of person to be a stepmom. It takes a really special kind of person to rise to the occasion, to rise to the challenge, to step outside of what society considers to be normal. And if nobody's told you today that they are proud of you, that they see you, that they acknowledge you, that they know how hard you've been working, 
that they see how much effort you've been putting into creating a family that everyone can feel welcome and appreciated and loved and safe in. I want you to know that I do. I know you're out there. I know that you are trying so damn bloody hard. And I want you to allow yourself to receive help when it's offered to you. I want you to allow yourself to say, of course, I don't know what I'm doing. No one's ever taught me how to be a stepmom because they haven't. No one's ever taught you how to be a stepmom. No one's ever taught you how to live in a step family. Most of my clients that I have who have grown up in step families have a really terrible experience. And so if that if you did grow up in a step family and your benchmark of of being a part of a step family is making sure that yours looks nothing like the one that you grew up in, then you're in the right place and you're doing the right things and you're taking the right steps. And I really hope to see you inside of the Uplifted Challenge and embracing and honoring and celebrating the differences of a step family. We're not the same. We're not the same. And you get to decide what that looks like. You get to decide how not the same you're going to be. You get to decide what type of life is perfect for you. Step families are creating a life by design. Becoming a stepmother is creating a life by design, by your design. And I have a really hard time thinking of anything that is cooler or more expansive or more freeing or more liberating or more creatively juicy than that. So thanks for being along for the ride. And I'll see you inside the Uplifted Stepmom Challenge. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind the scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts, tag me in your stories, let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>